Welcome to the Insecurity Project Podcast. Most people think the best you can do with insecurity is mask it, manage it, or medicate. I'm convinced this is a problem that can be solved for good, and that's what this show is all about. Join me for weekly 10-minute Tuesday episodes, live coaching demonstrations, and world-class interviews on the subject of overcoming insecurity. Now on to today's show. Hi friends, 10-minute Tuesday time. Today's subject is woundedness. I've touched on this once before, but such an important subject, and I've got a few more insights that I think you'll find really useful in reflecting on your own sense of woundedness. Uh, before I do that, just following on from the the Vision podcast from uh, two weeks ago, thanks for everyone who's reached out and um, yeah, and made comments about how useful you found that, just the importance of touching on the state of play in the world and and how insecurity impacts the decisions we're all making, either at an individual level or at a government level. I've actually been really encouraged by what I've seen and read and heard in the last two weeks from all around the world about the state of play. Uh, we live in an information age and news travels quickly, content travels quickly, gives us the ability to change our minds quickly if we're, if we're willing. So I'm going to go out on a limb and state that I'm, I'm actually very convinced that history will record this social experiment as a great mistake and there will be a fallout for those who've uh, tied their flag to this mast and forced people's hand on this and it will be proven to be wrong. I think decisions will be overturned and I do think a, a level of democracy will win out. It feels to me that there are enough passionate, committed, secure individuals who will not be moved off the ground and I, I think they'll win. I, I honestly do. It may take a little time. Uh, but I think that's really important to state here uh, because, again, there's there's more to say about the impact of security and insecurity on this whole play because if that if that happens, then, you know, already in New South Wales, uh, we've reached over 85% of people who've taken the first vaccination. So that's only 15% of people who've, who've said no. So now if there's 85% of people who then... Um, perhaps have done something that they wouldn't have done otherwise had this been delivered differently, then that will be a mistake that they have to reconcile. So insecurity polarizes. It brings agendas. Everything's personal. So if you make a decision, you must stand by that decision. If you make a decision, you cannot reverse from that. You look at the government, they have made a decision. There is no back, backing out from them now. They cannot. They will fight this to the end and it will be a painful end for them. But the challenge for each of us as individuals, no matter what your decision is around whether you got vaccinated or not, you will now have to decide what happens next. Will you continue to be polarized? Will you continue to defend your position? Or will you will you move towards your own security so that you can continue to be a good human being irrespective of the decision you made around what you did with your body, what was important for you? I, I know of very few people. There are a few people I know who were very keen to take the vaccine and would have done it without any encouragement from the government. But the vast majority of people of people I know have taken the vaccine, not because they wanted to, initially anyway, but because they felt they had to. It was their duty. They felt perhaps a sense of sacrifice for the greater good in many ways, or they felt like their hands were tied. The government had them by the short and curlies. There was great leverage. They were not prepared to lose travel, freedom, restaurants, um, work, 
and so decided, well, this is what I must do, and there is no choice in this situation. Um, so when the when the fallout comes, and then you you you're faced with that decision and the implications of that decision, uh, security is the only thing that's going to help us all remain on the same team. I promise you. There are, there are four, as I see it, four great advantages to security and why security will save the day. Uh, firstly, security is essential for conflict resolution. It's insecure people who fight to the death and, and will not change their mind on things. Secure people are willing to listen. They're willing to alter their thinking. They're willing to not tie their identity with their choices. Which, which means they can reconcile choices and understand that each of us are simply trying to do whatever will bring peace and comfort to ourselves. No one is deliberately trying to hurt themselves or others. We're doing the best we know with the tools, the information, the options we have at the time. Security helps everybody settle down and see the good in each other rather than defend and, and attack and project and uh, ostracize uh, there there is great danger of ostracizing between the haves and the haves nots the dirties and the cleans the vaccinated the unvaccinated the conspiracy the 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 loyalists however you want to divide insecurity separates us significantly security says hey listen we're all on the same team we are one in this we are together in this do not let a simple decision around a needle change the fact that we are together and there will be great opportunity for reconciliation where there has already been division and security is the only thing that will allow that reconciliation Uh, so firstly relationship conflict secondly usefulness to, to see us all on the same team um thirdly it's useful when you do make a mistake it's only insecure people who can't back down. They they can't. If I have seen to have done wrong, then I am wrong. So I must defend my position forever. So whichever decision you've made, whether it's right or wrong, good or bad, security is the only thing that gives you the ability to review that and reflect on that, post that, and whether you have said or done things already that that you'll have to apologize for or reconsider. Security is the only thing that will help. Um, and finally, security is is most helpful when it comes to assertiveness. So there's still there is still resistance happening, and and there will be more opportunity for resistance. There will be more opportunity for civil disobedience, more opportunity to say, no, I'm actually not playing this game. Um, fascinating reading what's happening in the courts around fines, uh, around the laws that have kind of been sold to us as laws, but haven't haven't actually held up in, in the highest courts in the land, the laws around discrimination and personal freedoms that are still true to this day. And so um, people who are resisting employment situations or police situations telling them what they must do and standing their ground uh, are being vindicated, which, which is fascinating. The, the thing about security is that assertiveness is the fruit of security. If you're comfortable and confident with who you are and what you deserve and what you believe, then the natural overflow of that is you will be an assertive human being. You, you won't be easily moved from your ground. It's not because you've done an assertiveness course and learned how to speak your truth. It's because it doesn't make sense not to speak your truth. It doesn't make sense to, to allow stuff that you don't want that you are not okay with. So again, such a, a beautiful value in being a secure human being. Security is attainable for all all of us 
There are seven essential practices. There's no mistake around that for how anyone has solved insecurity in their life. I had someone this week just say, no, surely it's not possible to actually resolve insecurity. Surely it's something you just live with. It's the human condition. I said, no, no, you're mistaken. The human condition is that we think we want to be good, but we think we're bad. And for fear of that badness being exposed, we don't review that. But it's all a massive misunderstanding. That fear of being badness is all the opinion of a child. Some stuff's gone down when we were young. We didn't know how to make sense of it, and so we personalized it negatively against ourselves and have created opinions that say we're bad, we're weak, we're inadequate, we're lacking, and we just haven't reviewed it. So, of course, insecurity must be able to be resolved because it's all a misunderstanding. It's all a work of fiction. You've got to do the work, though, and it's your most important work. Uh let me get on to woundedness. I think uh, that there's still great. I've taken a bit longer than I thought I would to, to consolidate my thoughts around the state of play in the world, but it's an important conversation right now. So uh, let me just add some key insights about woundedness, which was the topic of today's 10 Minute Tuesday. So I uh, I frequently have clients who who wish that there wasn't woundedness in their life. That seems like such a common complaint or a common feeling, a common desire. I, I wish that I didn't have these things, these fears, these doubts, these insecurities. If only I'd had a better childhood, if only I'd been loved more completely, if only my parents had done a better job, if only my friends had been kinder, if only I hadn't been bullied, if only I wasn't abused, if only there wasn't this stuff that's happened to me, then then I would have much a much better chance of being happy and whole and, and effective as a human being. Uh, but that is a, is a massive misunderstanding of the nature of growth and strength. Marcus Aurelius, his, his famous quote is that the obstacle is the way. What impedes the way is the way. That, that is the thing that looks like it's blocking your path is the opportunity for advancement. You think about this in terms of the chrysalis, the, the caterpillar becoming a butterfly. Its desire is freedom and flight, but the, the way into that freedom is through the prison, the confinement, the resistance of a cocoon. And if a child comes and tears that cocoon open too early, then there is no strength built and those wings are useless. So interestingly, woundedness is the same. The fact that there is a wounded child inside you is your opportunity for strength it's your opportunity for growth you you go to the gym you don't lift air you lift weights the the resistance is your opportunity to increase strength to become stronger that's the point so rather than wishing there was no woundedness it's to understand that no child escapes their childhood without being wounded in some way shape or form without personalizing disappointments, failures, hurts against themselves and limiting their own belief about who they are and what they're capable of. Not a single child, not even perfect parents, prevent their child from picking up limiting beliefs about themselves. So that's that's wonderful news. So stop wishing it were not there or that it were easier and understand the gift in your woundedness. It's your most important work. And... And rather than dreading it, fearing it, wishing it away, also 
once you realize that's a gift, now, now your next opportunity is to step forward with kindness. If there is a wounded part of you that is unhealed, it would be incredibly unkind to leave that part unhealed, to fear going back, to panic that you don't have what it takes, that you, you're not strong enough, smart enough, or you won't know what to do when you go back there. That's unkind. If you were to see another child you did not know, if you walked out wherever you are and there was a, in a bus stop there was a five-year-old child crying, you wouldn't walk past. I don't care who you are or how equipped you are or how, how many books you've read or how, how confident you are about counseling or coaching. You wouldn't walk past. You're a human and you see a, a wounded child. You would, you would understand that you have a responsibility to comfort, to rescue, to, to bring strength to that situation. The same, same with yourself. Lead, lead with kindness. Once you understand that there is a gift, once you, once you understand that this is a part of the process, then lead with kindness and go back and review the experience. Understand that child through their own eyes. Validate their pain. Listen, understand, see what was missing and then come back and bring your adult skills. Reparent that child in a sense. Give them the things that they lacked. Speak to them in the way that they were not spoken to. Love them in the way that they missed out on. See them in the way they've never been seen. Bring healing, bring wholeness. Every cell in your body is hardwired for healing. You break your arm. If that bone is set properly or the cast, your cells know how to organize themselves to heal that part stronger than before it was even broken. That is inbuilt in our nature, the ability to heal ourselves. That is not just physically that is mentally that is emotionally that is psychologically that is spiritually woundedness is a gift stop wishing it away stop dreaming of what would be possible if you weren't wounded and realize there is no other way for your strength you want to be a strong adult you want to be a whole adult well the only way is through the obstacle of your woundedness that is the way hope that's useful i'll talk to you again next week You've been listening to the Insecurity Project Podcast. All you need to solve any problem is the proven framework and someone skillful enough to hold you in the space until it works. If this is your year to be insecurity free, jump on the insecurityproject.com and begin your journey to become unhindered by getting a free copy of the seven essential practices for overcoming insecurity.